Oh yeah. Welcome back to the Lightning Rod. What day is it? April 14th, 2022, a day late. Never a dollar short, more like $5 short. This is the show that promises never to show you a bald head in place of hockey. I am Johnny Pipes. And I'm Gannon, and we'll never shut you out. Yeah. You are listening to the Lightning Rod. Like we said, it's your weekly wrap-up show for Tampa Bay Lightning. Banter, hockey talk, chit-chat, crying, I guess you could say, sometimes. And if you want to cry with us, you can. You can give us a call at 727-416-0613 and leave us a voicemail. If you want to, you can email us as well, the Lightning Rod one at protonmail.com is the number one. Or you can find us on Twitter at Lightning Rod Pod. All those wonderful ways to talk to us. Be our guest. Be our guest. We'd love to hear from you. Y'all are slacking. Slacking. Let's uh before we get started, let's let's open up the uh, email vault here and see if we got anything. Man, listen to that echo. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's empty. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, sorry for being late, folks. It's all good. It happens. We all have lives. That's okay. You didn't miss anything. And if you're watching the uh, lightning, you didn't miss anything there either. So, uh, last time we talked, um, I want to say the, the last, the last uh, game that we talked about was what? Let's see. Last Wednesday was the 6th. So it was the Maple Leafs game, right? And then uh, the Capitals after that, the back-to-back losses. And then, um, yeah, we can go from there. Before we uh, we get started, uh, how you been, buddy? I, yeah, I was about to say I can't complain, but I could, but I'm not going to bother you with it or any of the listeners with it. Uh, mainly lightning-related is what I could complain about. But other than that, uh, I've been pretty good. How about you, man? Not bad, not bad. Had a little vacation at the beginning of the week. I uh, went down to, or I should say from where I am, I went up to Sarasota for a handful of days to uh, check the place out, possible retirement destination. And let me tell you, that is a city that is ripe for retirement. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a city Better than Miami. Oh, yeah, this place sucks. But <laughs> Sarasota is amazing, and I really, really enjoyed it. Had a good time, came back on Tuesday night. To get to watch some baseball and some hockey, we'll talk some uh, some baseball if we have time at the end of the show in the uh, in the other than lightning category. Uh, but yeah, well, I think with these game re- re- recaps, we can be kind of brief. I think we could probably fit some baseball in there at yeah. the end. Well, it's a uh, you know it's an up and down lightning world right now, and and just when you think they've they've turned a corner, they turn they turn another corner and go right back where they were. It's like they're going all the way around the block. So. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we talked last time about that god awful um, Toronto Maple Leafs game. Goodness gracious! And then right before we went on the air uh, was the uh, or right after we got off the air, I should say, uh, we had a game that night at at Washington on uh, last Wednesday, April sixth. And I I didn't think it was a terrible game, but it could have been better. What, what do you think? It was a terrible first period. Um, like the the way that they started was just abhorrent. There's no other way to put it. Just terrible. You know, two quick goals that just really were. I'm not gonna say unnecessary. You know, you can't really use that to classify any of these goals. But they just came out so flat. It it was something that you know you haven't really seen from them. To me, the the story of the Lightning over the last couple of weeks has been you know they come out good. Come out strong-ish, you know, not really dominating, but not flat-footed like they were. Second period kind of tail off, and then third period maybe make a resurgence. But this one kind of flipped that script on its head. I think the way that they came out, just piss-poor effort all the way around. And then they just, you know, once the game started getting a little bit out of hand, uh, they they tried to stop it. They tried to, you know, uh, put put a plug in it, and it just, you know, fell a little short. It was one of those games where... 
and, and I, I'm going to talk about this later today, but one of those games where they have no effort until they like really need it until time's about to expire. They, they just don't turn it on the whole game until like shit really starts to hit the fan and like time's running out and they're like, Oh shit, maybe we should actually try to put in a little bit of effort. You know, like it, I can't be the only one that thinks that. Yeah. They, they, they definitely started out really slow. It was when I say like, it's, it wasn't a terrible game. It was more because I was, I was entertained by their attempt at a comeback because at first, you know, when you watch the game initially, you're like, okay, this is, is going to be another one of these games I can already tell. And, you know, you're kind of almost tuning out a little bit, and then you see them battle back. And really all the battling happened in the first period. Um, but you see them battle back, you're like, all right, okay, they got something going here. What's going on? And then, you know, it doesn't end up the way you want it. But it wasn't as bad as others. It wasn't great. Um, let's see. Let's look at the uh, – let's go to the, the, the stats here uh, for goals for, for Washington. I have no idea how to pronounce that dude's name. The first goal, uh, was it F- Faravari? Faravari. Faravari. Yeah, sure, that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a fun name. Yeah, he uh, he scored with five minutes in. Then uh, John Carlson got a PP goal uh, – and seven minutes, 38 seconds in for, for a two nothing lead. So within the first 10 minutes, we're down two nothing. Uh, and then a minute later, Cooch, and then, uh, it goes Cooch, Ovechkin, then Paul. That was all in the first period. So one, two, three, four, five goals in the first period. John Carlson had a whale of a game. He played really well at every end of the ice. You know, I, I hate to give the Caps credit, but you got to give them credit where it's due. And John Carlson, he put a clinic on that game. He really did. And he had one goal disallowed. I, I can't remember if it was an offside challenge or what. But, it, was, uh, it was, yeah. It was an offside yeah. challenge. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was he, actually he surprised. Had a hat trick, I think, right? Yes, he would have. Um, <laughs> and what's more surprising to me is that is that Cooper won a challenge. Like that never happens. I was preparing for like another, another power play. I'm like, okay, Coop's challenging something. So go ahead and somebody go ahead and get in the box. See, they're good with offsides challenge. And that's because mainly because they're not going to challenge a lot of things considering that there's a penalty now Uh, with goaltender interference challenges. Like we've seen in the past, it seems like they just like to screw us. I don't know. There's none that really jump out to me from this season, but I can only think of the two last year in the playoffs, once against the Panthers, once again, the, against the Islanders, both of them were Braden point where both times he was shoved into the goaltender shoved into the goaltender. And they both, uh, (laughs) yeah, both of them were penalties against point. Yeah. Uh, That that's all I can really think of. But, uh, regardless, I I think that our, our, our video team is actually pretty good, but I think, there's not a whole lot of room for error. You know, they're, they're not going to challenge something unless they are, you know, 99% sure. It just seems to me from bet from recent memory, not counting those times that, that it just, that they, they're never successful with it. Like this was the first time I've seen them be successful in ages. I don't even know if they track this, but it, it was successful. So Carlson did not have a hat trick. That would have been his, his second goal, I think, because he got his third goal yeah. or he got his, he got his actual second goal in the, uh, in the second period. Mm-hmm. Um, scoring yeah, for us another... though, uh, Nick Nick Paul. He he got another one for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there there was another disallowed goal. This first period was actually underratedly crazy. There was one weird uh, dump in attempt that Vasilevsky just wasn't paying attention to, and, it, and you know it was kind of a floater, and it came down right probably like five feet in front of the crease and it was a bouncer as well and Vazzy didn't he wasn't looking for it he thought it was going wide and he saw it last second once it hits the ice and it was it was going on net and he he squats down in the butterfly position kicks it out with the left pad just at the very very last second just kind of a weird play in general despite how he was playing or whatever but um yeah and then that uh non-goal that weird sequence of events it was that crazy paddle save um what's his name the goaltender uh Ilya Simsonov he made a great save on Kucherov a great paddle save on Kucherov I think this would have been after he scored his first goal Kuch Mm -hmm. and Kucherov gets the puck back he sets it he literally you know sets the puck down with his hand in the blue paint and I forget the Washington uh player who was 
uh, he, he had Kucherov's stick tied up, and Palat came in and batted the puck into the empty cage, but unfortunately that counts as a hand pass. You know, if, if I, I to me, I'm thinking like, yeah, maybe if Kucherov had one more second, he could have got a stick free and got the goal or whatever, but a lot can happen in one second, you know. Yeah. Samsonov could have got the, uh, Samsonov could have got, back in position, cover the puck up, whatever. It didn't happen. I just thought that was kind of a, a funny sequence of events. I'm just going to go ahead and call that a blown call uh, from a Homer. I got my Homer glasses on. I thought that was BS because what else is he supposed to do? I mean, that's, that's like, if, you know, if you're going to call something that tight, then you need to call a lot of other things that tight too. Because, you know, sometimes you have to think about the spirit of the rule and the spirit of the rule is like, okay, we don't want, you know, them throwing the puck around, you know, cause you're supposed to be using your stick. So we don't want them playing like puck volleyball here, you know, ping bang, boom, right in the, in the, in the net. What is he supposed to do? It's pretty clear. If you look at the tape that he's not trying to pass the puck with his hand, he's trying to knock it down and clearly trying to get his stick on it. His stick just didn't get down. Right. Am I remembering yes, this correctly? But he did bat it down with his hand. And then the next person to touch the puck with a stick was Palat. And you, that that's technically a hand pass. Well, there's a lot of things that are technical about this game that don't get called. You know <laughs> oh, what I'm yeah. saying? So Trust I'm going to call some BS like that because nah, to, to me, I'm, now I'm that I'm remembering it, it, that's a it fair call. it's coming back now. Like I remember Shh. it. Uh Oh, office time. <laughs> we now pause for okay. office time with Gannon. I don't need you to sell me an air conditioning unit. Are you happy with your long distance service? <laughs> well, no, to me, I think that call was fair every day of the week. As much as I wish that it, it could have been legal, that technically to me, that's a hand pass. Yeah. Okay. You can call it technical all you want, but I think that killed, <laughs> I think that killed the moment, the momentum they had. And I think it sort of set the tone for the rest of the, for the rest of the game, to be honest with you, if that would have gone in, it would have been completely different. Like I can't remember exactly when, when that happened, but I know, I think that was in that crazy first period as well. Right. Yes. So I think that that would have put it because what we were down, what one, uh, we were down, down too early three to one. And that at that point, I think we were down three to one because that, that was after the Ovechkin goal or was it before? I cannot remember. I think that would have been the tying goal. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so before the Ovechkin goal. So that would have made it 2-2. And I think then and Ovechkin scores. Like, it's it's just a whole different – it's a whole different game if that doesn't get cold, mm-hmm. you know? It really it was kind of the what, what took the wind out of the sails, I, I, I'd say. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we ended up losing 4-3. to three. Um, They did get a goal late to try and um, get it back. Ross Colton was 17 minutes, uh, 17 minutes into the third period with a power play. Was that, um, I'm trying to remember, uh, was that goalie out? Um, it says power play goal. I cannot, I, I think it was a, uh, it was three, three minutes so left. I so I think it was six on four. I believe you're right. So it looked, I mean, they were putting a lot of pressure on him in the last couple minutes, I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been surprised if they did score a tying goal during that time. Cause it looked like they were right on the doorstep of doing it. But it, and it, that, that, that brings me back to where they just do not care. They don't want to put any effort in until time is running out. Yeah. It's maybe they're just trying to find the efforts from somewhere, you know, getting it, getting it stockpiled up for when the playoffs start, like which they couldn't possibly get here any sooner. I really. I mean, I, I, I wish the they started tomorrow. <laughs> I do because that this, this like going back and forth thing is, uh, is starting to kill me. You know, I know at least for the players, they, the playoffs couldn't come soon enough. You know, they, they checked out, not checked out. That's the wrong term to use, but they, they, their game is the best when it's playoff style hockey, when it's playoff rules, the, the rule book gets thrown out the window. It's, it's common knowledge at that point, but again, you know, the, the playoffs couldn't come soon enough. They, they would love to just, you know, win the cup and get it over with. It seems like, but that, that, you know, that's asking a lot and that's impossible as well. Let's go to the, uh, the penalty count here. Uh, Ross Colton with one penalty, five minutes into the game, he uh, tossed it over the, uh, tossed it over the glass. It was actually kind of an even penalty game. It looks like for the most part, there were, 
a ton of penalties in the third period. Uh, it went one, two, three, four, five, six for us. One, two, three, four, five for them. So pretty even on the uh, the penalty side. Um, anything else about this game stand out? Nothing I really feel like covering. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Moving on then, shall we, to the, uh, the the marquee game of, of the weekend, which was uh, Tampa versus Boston on Friday night. It was an NHL network game and not a Bally game. Um, that Another game that was underwhelming, I guess you could say. What do you think right off the bat? I, I'm not going to say, you know, underwhelming, that's actually kind of a good way to put it. This one wasn't as frustrating to watch this one was more so to me a very defensive style game the whole way through it was it was a game where the team that makes the least mistakes is going to win and i think that's what we saw i think the bruins they were the better team only by a hair but there was no room anywhere on the ice for either team you really really had to to try and work for any kind of open ice or good chances there weren't many for either team really no goals in the first but um yeah no no goals in the first and it, it just each seemed like yeah the the first player to make a mistake the other team is going to capitalize on it and unfortunately that that is what happened in the bruins favor yeah, they, they peppered Vassy with um, 37 shots, of which he sold, uh, saved 35. So a decent amount of shots, not uh, not your level of high, but my level of high. Your level of high is in the 40s. You know, I think what the story was um, in this game, we're talking about um, Bruins and in, in the Lightning on Friday. Uh, we had one two, three, four, five power plays and didn't convert on any of them. They weren't all full, but that's a lot to miss. Yeah, I think two of them were cut short or uh, started short at least. Yeah, one, well, one of them, and this is the first one in the second period, was uh, coming off of a was 30 seconds after a Sorelli penalty. So they weren't all full, but still you had five chances and uh, nothing doing. Yeah, that's been a reoccurring issue as well. You know, they they just can't ever seem to find any consistency with the power play, which it, it, it's so strange. There's there, you know, at previous points in the season, I've been trying to point out something that like maybe they could do to fix it or get a little bit more consistency with it, and it, it's crazy because on paper, to me, they're a top five, top three power play. You've got Stamkos, Cooch, Point, Headman, and rotating cast of Sorelli or Killorn, who are great net front guys. And and they still can't get it done on the power play. And it's not to the point where it's like they're they're god awful, but it's like they should be scoring a lot more. So I at, at this point I, I just can't figure out anything to to point fingers at. Is there anything that you see that maybe they could adjust or maybe help them shed some of those power play demons because at a certain point it, it honestly hinders you when you've got a weak anemic power play you can only it, it kind of takes the wind out of you 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 don't want a power play it takes the energy out of the game just because you, you not that you know you're gonna fail but if you fail to capitalize on that power play it it does kind of sit with you shoot the puck more i mean that's the only thing i'm, I'm not a professional i, I would just say that when all else fails, don't don't continue to try and pass it. Just keep firing. Like I mean, that's what Phil would say. You know, that's what Espo would shoot say. Like puck. shoot, shoot the puck. I mean, that's you know, shoot, 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 and try to get rebounds. If if it's not working, because if you keep trying to fancy pass, you know, I mean, that's the only, that's the only thing I can think of. I I don't know. You'd think once it clicks, it'll start clicking, but I don't know. They need to get a little bit of consistency, and right now, I'm not really seeing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sh- shooting just it causes a little bit more chaos. It, it gets everybody a little bit off their game. The the issue with the lightning, they're so predictable. The at least that power play, it's so predictable. At least with unit two, you never know what you're gonna get. You know they're gonna try to feed Colton or try to get a a, a strong side feed on the left, and it just never really, even that never really happens. So. Uh, I'm kind of at a loss, but yeah, sh- shooting more would definitely help. The what, what's the worst that could happen? 
it clears itself. Yeah, just shoot, shoot, shoot. Just pepper, pepper the goalie, you know, and and maybe maybe something will change. Uh, so we lost the game that it, that night in overtime. Kind of sucks because they actually, you know, were were, you know, getting they played well in overtime. Yeah, that was such a. It was it was kind of a letdown, really. I was fully expecting us to pull that one out. You know, and, and Boston was without one of their best players too. Pasternak wasn't playing. So that's two games in a row against Boston where they had one of their top guys not playing and both times they, they couldn't pull it out. And that sucks because I hate the Bruins so much. So mm-hmm. I I'd be I'd be more upset if it was like earlier in the season, but each point does matter, so it's nice to be able to at least get a point out of it. Yeah. But I did think we we did dominate that overtime and just I think it was maybe their first sus- sustained time in our zone that, you know, just a, a stupid turnover and a bad mistake just led to a, a the Charlie Coyle goal. Yep, and one is all you need when you're in that period, so that was uh, enough to uh, send them home disappointed. But enough about the Bruins because I hate the Bruins so much. Fast forward a couple nights and we'll talk about uh, the lone bright spot over the past few days, which was uh, the game against the Buffalo Sabres on Sunday. Um, That was a pretty good game. Uh, Brian Elliott was in net. And uh, a couple of important things right off the bat, two scoring droughts were ended, one right after the other. Nine minutes into the first period, Corey Perry scores. And uh, 30 seconds later, actually not even 30 seconds, like looks like 10 seconds later, Andre Palat scores. That's a uh, two two monkeys off two backs, so we'll see if how that goes moving forward. But uh, what do you think about you, this? You know that the the goal scoring drought was affecting Palat more than it was affecting Hagel, especially or not Hagel uh, Perry, especially just because of you know how long Palat's drought has been. But I really really like the play that. First of all, Palat made to get that turnover. It was the Buffalo defenseman, Casey Fitzgerald. He tried to uh, make a shimmy move around Palat. And Palat, for as snake-bitten as he has been, he hasn't even been getting a whole lot of chances. He has in the last three, four games, but not like grade-A quality chances. Um he, he's been making good plays. He's been getting on the score sheet, at least with assists. And this was a really good play. And he gets it right over to Point. And Point was cruising down Main Street. He had Kucherov wide open, ready to shoot. All he had to do was pass it. And flanked on his uh, on his left by Andre Palat, which is, you know, if I were in that situation, if I didn't know what was on the line with uh, Palat's goal drought, I'd pass it to Kucherov. It just seems like the more likely play for a goal to happen but point with a selfless effort he could have shot it as well and point's got a wicked shot he he totally could have buried it but he passes it to plot plot puts it right up top and gets that monkey off of his back i couldn't be happier for him uh, what a great way to do it a great selfless play from Braden point it was a smooth looking goal too like really smooth mm-hmm. so those are those are your two goals in the first period um 10 seconds away from each other perry and Pilat. um more scoring in the second period. Brandon Hagel a minute in. Uh, Kucherov four minutes in. And then in the uh, third period, the final goal, uh, two minutes in, was Ross Colton. So uh, all all lightning all the time. Good to see. Now, granted, it would have been nice to see that against, you know, a slightly better team. But what are you going to do? You take them, take them how you can get them. Uh, Brian Elliott saved all 28 shots that he faced. And, uh, and those weren't 28 easy shots. He actually had to, you know, really, really, you know, ball out for a second. There were a couple of chances where they, they just kind of left him out. And, you know, it wasn't a – it was a great performance by everybody uh, on the Lightning, at least, especially Moose himself. But there were a couple of chances. He made, a, I, I think, two saves that, that could have been, like, highlight reel saves. And he – you know, it's it's – kind of becoming a pattern for Elliot right now. He, he's been nothing shy of phenomenal, especially in this game. And he, he he's deserved a, probably two two more shutouts than he already has. It's crazy that his first one has come this late in the season. That was the game that uh, Ryan McDonough returned as well. And you could feel that presence as well. Yep. 
Yep, he got an, an assist on the Kucherov goal in the second period. Um, so he's immediately making an impact as soon as he gets in there. Um, so pretty good, pretty good game, 5 nothing. Uh, good game for a weekend. Wish it was against a better team. What are you going to do? Um, looks like who, who set out that game? So Foot, looks like Foot set out that game. He was the healthy scratch. Uh, a I lot see. of people have said that this game, you know, it's like, oh, you beat the Sabres, blah, 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 blah. And I, I agree, yeah, they're an easy, they're a bad team, if you want to call them that. But what's good about Buffalo is that they have found something to play for. They, they, they've got guys playing for jobs next season. They're in the home stretch of the season. They finally got, again, something to play for. They've got an identity almost now, which is something they've been lacking for four years now. They, they've got a, a two new players and Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs, albeit you know they didn't show up at all this game, but they, they've got they've got heart, I guess you can say. So it's nice to see as a you know I. I I like the Sabres. I've got nothing against them. They're they're you know they're above five hundred in my book, but especially with Bogo on my side. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, they've got something to play for. So it wasn't as easy as it may have seemed, especially when they go out the next day and uh, smoke Toronto five to two. Buffalo did. Yeah. What the hell, Toronto? Dude, they've Toronto. Toronto is one and three against Buffalo this year, and each. Uh, each of those three losses against Buffalo, Buffalo scored five goals. <laughs> yeah, for some reason it's Toronto's kryptonite. That's funny. That's funny. I thought we played bad against bad teams, but Toronto, out of every team in the Eastern Conference, uh, out of every playoff team in the Eastern Conference, they have the worst record against non-playoff teams. Wow. Like by far as well. Uh, last interesting note about the Buffalo game: it lasted exactly two hours and twenty-two minutes. Oh, that's cool. Two, 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 two. All right. Well, you know, file that one in the uh, the victory column, the lone bright spot amongst these four games that we're talking about. Uh, fast forward to another road game, uh, one of the last of the season here. Um, this was Tuesday night against the Dallas Stars, uh, and this was an ESPN game, so not a Bally game. And uh, this was a horribly produced game. I will say that. Uh, it was play-by-play by Steve Levy. And I think my biggest disappointment about this game is we were playing so bad that, and it wasn't just us. I mean, Dallas wasn't playing great either. But we were playing bad enough for Steve Levy to talk shit about us. Like, what I don't, did he say? Just, just the general, you know, comments, like, about us kind of being lazy and then not really having any drive and things like that. It doesn't really matter so much what he said. It's just the fact that we're letting Steve Levy talk shit about us. I was like, about to say, cause I'm pretty much going to reiterate what he just said. Like he's, it just didn't sound good coming from him. Like <laughs> you're so bad on Monday night football. Like, I don't even know if you know what hockey is really. I think you're just kind of an ESPN guy that just happened to be there for that night. I've heard you do hockey before. But, you know, I, I'm fine with Ray Ferraro, who's the who's the, the color guy for that game. He's good. Ray's a hockey guy. Yeah, like I, I'm he fine with him. League. But I think Levy was just kind of tossing stuff out there to see if Ferraro would pick up on it, you know, and then run with it. Like Steve Levy's the guy that, did, that didn't even remember which running back in the National Football League uh, slept on the floor at home because it reminded him of, of his like his homeless childhood. Like he got the wrong guy on that. So <laughs> I don't accept Steve Levy talking shit about us. And then I know, I, I'm, I'm not one to criticize broadcasters or, or the game production, but th- this one did not impress me at all. No, nothing against then, Ray. The, the, the coup de gras at the end of the game, like the last, God, it, it was probably like three minutes at least. They had the camera right on the back of some dude's head. So, and you just, all you could see was the male pattern baldness cover. And it was completely covering the goal. Like it was like, all you could see were people dancing around this guy's bald head. Yeah. Like you'd see uh, like headman or somebody walk in the blue line and maybe, you know, a couple stars players below the goal. Otherwise you're just kind of guessing what's happening. That was awful. That was just absolutely awful. Like, 
you know, I, it made me laugh, I guess, and that I guess that's the one bright spot I can put on this game. Everything else was just horseshit. But, I mean, at least I can laugh at that, at, you know, at least the day after. It, it's just like, come on, you you guys, this is your first year in the league. I'm not sure if, I don't think it's it has to do with how Dallas's you know, camera section, whatever it is, is set up. But <laughs> It's embarrassing, really. You're a multi-billion dollar sports enterprise owned by one of the largest companies on the planet. I think you can afford to have one of your interns go down a couple rows and go, Hey man, um, here's like a better seat. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll pay for you to go down like six rows. So that way your bald head is not in the way anymore. People can actually watch hockey on TV because you know, it wasn't a local game. And I don't know if, I don't know if that's the, the same camera that Dallas uses for its local broadcast game. I don't think so. It seems like they would have it set up a little bit better. I've never watched a Dallas game. I don't think um, on whatever the local broadcaster they have. I don't know if they're it's on like, Bally. Is it Bally, Texas, or whatever Bally Lone Star or some bullshit like that? I forget. It's Bally something. Um, but I would assume they probably have a, a better production team than that. They absolutely do. I love their broadcast crew. They're underrated. I wish I knew their names, but they I love them t- those two. I hope one of them's named Cletus. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we end up losing this game one to nothing. Um, the goal was not scored until 15 minutes into the third period, so it was scoreless all the way up until 15 minutes. And they were talking a lot of smack because they they kept showing highlights of another game where there was just goal, 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 goal. And meanwhile, you know, Dallas and Tampa, it's 0-0 for the majority of the game. A lot of penalties, um, not mostly in the first period, but uh, just they looked asleep. Tampa looked asleep for the majority of that game. Every uh, every other game that night pretty much had uh, the the winner of the game at least scored four goals or more. You know, there's a couple outliers: uh, Nashville versus San Jose. That was one nothing in overtime. At least both teams got a point. Um, and uh, that same night, Washington beat Philadelphia nine to two, and wow. we couldn't score one on Dallas. Yeah, poor poor Vassy, you know, he's uh, he's been getting the the shit end of the stick for for the last few weeks really. Mm-hmm. Um, Vassy has been playing his best hockey, but this game uh, do do not put it on him at all. This he was fine this game. He kept us in this game. Yeah, he saved uh, 29 of uh, or 28 of 29 shots. So, it's not like um Dallas was you know, lighting it up or anything. You know, they weren't really peppering him or anything. It, both teams just did look really slow. And I didn't realize how good Dallas's record was. I thought they were actually a little worse than this. They're 42, 27, and 4 now. They've uh, been, like, not that they've been on a heater, but they, they've they been so up and down this year. But they, they're making a strong push for the playoffs. I, I think they're gonna, that they're going to stay in, get a, get a playoff spot. I think they're in one right now. And I'd hope so. I like I like Dallas as a team. I really do. And despite, you know, beating them in the finals, whatever, I've got no bad blood against them. It was kind of a tame final, I'd say. You know, I don't. I think Canadians fans hate the Lightning more than Dallas fans hate the Lightning, if we're going to compare. But, no, I, I like Dallas, and I'd rather them get in the playoffs than Vegas. Fair enough. Yeah. So, like, not that I was Vegas. rooting for them this game. I was hoping for an overtime win against Dallas so that they could at least get a point. But, uh, I guess... Uh, Nick Paul and Jamie Ben went at it in the uh, in the first period, which I thought was pretty cool. Little Mister Bean going at it with uh, with Ben. And, uh, they let him go for a good for a good minute or so. Uh, they were, yeah, they weren't trying to break the him up. Yeah, they weren't trying to break it up. And then uh, an appearance from uh, Vlad Nemestikov. Every time I turn it on and watch a team, how is Nemestikov like on that team all of a sudden? Yeah, she <laughs> left that game injured. <laughs> But like it's, it just seems like I always see him on every team that we play. It's like he gets traded more than anybody in the league. He, uh, yeah, we traded him to New York. They traded him to Detroit. Detroit traded him to Dallas. Well, he, he just can't he, find a well, solid a, spot anywhere. He had a cup of coffee in Colorado for a minute. Oh, you're right. Like he had a cup of coffee in Colorado. I swear it was at least one or two other teams that he's played on. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching this game and they send domestic off. I'm like, no way. When the hell did he get to Dallas? <laughs> He, he was a deadline deal from Detroit. Oh, my God. That poor guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gets... I heard that he's probably going to re-sign in Detroit after the season. That's just what I've heard from a lot of Red Wings fans. But, you know, who who knows? 
because his deal's up at the end of the year. Uh, that, well, poor poor Vladdy. Hopefully, he finds a home and some solid playing time for a halfway decent team, and that's probably not going to be he, Detroit. He's uh, I think he's done for at least the regular season. He he got an injury in the game, which I I just I didn't see. Uh, but I, I saw the graphic come down that he he's not going to return for the game, and I heard he's going to be out for at least a couple of games. But oh well. So that was the uh, Dallas game, and that was the recap of the last four games. Uh, Lightning go one and one and three, not ideal. Uh, we continue our season back at home tonight. Uh, here in about two hours, we're going to be playing the Anaheim Quack Quacks. The Ducks are in town. Uh, what are you looking for in this game? Uh, I'm looking for domination. Anything else will be uh, pathetic. It will be a failure, in my opinion. The Ducks, they don't have a lot of pieces right now. Uh, I, I'd love to see some cool Trevor Zegers plays. I think if if you are ever bored, just watch Trevor Zegers play. He does something every shift. Uh, but th- this, and not that I'm looking for domination, but I'm looking for a dominant win. This is a team that's far out of the playoffs, and they ran our show when uh when we went to anaheim they absolutely put a clinic on us so i I would hope with some of the pieces that they got rid of they got rid of ricard raquel josh manson hampus lindholm nick delorier um so they they had quite the fire sale at the deadline all all players that i really really liked i would i i I would hope for i hope elliot starts this game i i think vassy needs all the rest that he can get and Elliot, he's just been playing fantastic. I'd love to see some goal support in front of Elliot as well. That's been a common theme despite the Buffalo game. Let's not get you know over our heads here. But I don't know. Anything other than a win, a decisive win, will be a failure in my eyes. I'd like to see the power play get going as well. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you on all points <laughs> for sure. Um, I definitely don't want to see us sleepwalking again. No, um, they need. No, we've got a chance to clinch tonight as well. That's like, if anything, they should be playing for that. I mean, that was on the line in Dallas, and they, you know, they couldn't convert. So I know it's it's pretty bad, pretty bad. Yeah, if, uh, I'll, I'll give you guys the clinching scenarios here right now. The Lightning will clinch a playoff berth today if they defeat Anaheim in any fashion, so regulation overtime shootout, or. If they get one point versus Anaheim, so at least an overtime loss, and if Pittsburgh defeats the New York Islanders in any fashion, so overtime or regulation, or if the New York Islanders lose to Pittsburgh in regulation and the Tampa Bay Lightning, they can lose in regulation. So as long as one of those three things happens, we'll clinch the playoffs. Just all, you know, it's kind of inevitable at this point, but it's like, shit, you know, we've been able to clinch for the last three games, like... Can we just do it already? And, you know, it's pretty good that we can go one and four and still wind up somehow in third place again. Yeah, right. <laughs> now we got a point on we got a point on Boston right now. They've got 95. We've got 96. Or, um, so, you know, somehow. I mean, we can somehow still make it into second, too. We're not going to we're not going to catch first, but we can. I mean, we're only four points behind Toronto. So, yeah, I believe there's nine or ten games left in the season. That's a lot of a lot of points to be had. Yeah, that's that's it, it is it is and it is possible. And I think that, you know, I think they can go over five hundred for that time at least. I mean, there's no reason why they can't. But then again, there's no reason why they couldn't have won the games that we just played in the last week. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. And that's this is you know from a personal standpoint, it becomes more and more difficult to watch them when you don't know what kind of effort they're going to give. It's like you want to pay attention to them and you want, you know, you want to be entertained, but, you know, you start to feel jaded after a little while. You're like, oh, God, this again? You know, and and that's just even like regular fans will probably feel that way too. So hopefully they can at least come out and like give some kind of solid effort at the beginning and and give some kind of sign of life to the people that are watching the game. Like, hey, you know, we're going to be here tonight. Even if we're not scoring right away, we're going to be like taking shots. We're going to be going fast, you know. Because it gets it gets more and more tough to watch when when it, when they start becoming more and more disappointing. You're like, all right, can we just fast forward through these last handful of games and get to the playoffs so we can watch something where they're you know they're beating the shit out of each other all the time? It's bad when you can see it literally on the ice. You can see the lack of effort, the lack of interest, even in the game that they're currently playing. 
Like, uh, not that it's like alarmingly bad, but it's like, meh, take notes. It's the kind of games that will put Phil Esposito to sleep in the in the radio booth. <laughs> yeah, you know, like Michigan would have to go really loud just to wake him up. <laughs> but that is uh, tonight's game against the Ducks. Um, yeah. Footnote, uh, Bogosian, he scratched this game. He was also scratched in the Dallas game. Foot is replacing him uh, in this game as he replaced him in the Dallas game as well. We have uh, tonight against the Ducks. We've got Saturday night against the Jets. And then we got a couple days off and then the Red Wings. So one, two, three. These are three games that there are zero reasons why they can't win them. Three. They're not. They're three not good teams. Mm-hmm. You know? And I know the Jets, they, they ran our show when we were in Winnipeg as well. So I'd like to see a bounce back from that. The only... The only iffy games for the rest of the season are the three in a row after that, the, the, the Leafs, the Preds, and the Panthers. Those are The rest of the season, they should win them all. And they very easily could win any of those three as well. So the possibility is there. I, I will be going to the, the Panthers game. I, I bit the bullet. I'm going to go you know, for, for better or for worse. If nothing else, It'll be for better. if nothing else, I'm going to go and get some chicken fingers and, and, uh, that really terrible, uh, barbecue sauce that they put on them. <laughs> that's, that's going to be the entertainment I have. If, if we wind up with another max legacy game, anyways, enough, enough about that. What else you got? Um, Lightning, they signed a couple of uh, college free agents. I can't remember what the na- what their names are, but they were part of the uh, the NCAA Division One Men's Hockey Championship team uh, from Denver. Um, uh, I really cannot remember their names. One of them is McKay or something, but um, good players. I think both went undrafted. Uh, they they signed them as free agents, and uh, they're gonna report to the crunch next season, I believe. So. You know, you you want to say that, you know, hopefully we can see him in the future sometime soon, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, you know, with a team as good as this, you hope you don't see him. You know what I mean? Yep. Good. Other than that, that's all I really got. Fair enough. You got a score prediction for tonight? Uh, let's see. Playing the Ducks, I'm going to go 4-1 four, four, lightning. All right. All right. And I who, say, uh, what? who opens it? Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know if he opens it or not, but I'm going to say Palak gets one. I think he, I think he doesn't go back on a drought again. I'm going to say that he's going to score regularly for the rest of the season. Cause meanwhile, okay. I'm going to stick by my prediction. Like uh, the prediction I made a couple shows ago about him winning the con Smythe. I'm gonna, I'm going to predict that. Like I'm still gonna, I'm going to stick with that. And I was actually thinking about clipping that part of the show. And this was a, an idea my girlfriend had because she's much better at marketing than I am. And it's like clipping that out and then tagging him on Twitter and then like a whole bunch of other people and saying, look, look what we predicted. So <laughs> I'm going to make sure it happens. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to will it into existence. Yeah. You have to project it. Yes. Yes. We're going to will it into existence. It's going to happen. So I'm going to say Palat Pal- scores at least one uh, to open it. I'll say Hagel. We'll go Hagel. Okay. I like that. What about you? You got a prediction for tonight? I am going to say, uh, I believe, I think if Cooper was smart, he'd start Elliott. I, 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 they probably have the starting lines out already. But if it's Elliott, I'm gonna say back-to-back shutouts for nothing. As for who starts it off, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna bold of me. I'm gonna say Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon, eh? Pat Maroon. Nice. I remember the last time I predicted he'd get a like you know just you know, BS and predicting he'd get a goal. It was game four of the Stanley cup finals. And I was right. I made 10 bucks off of that bet. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a half of a six pack. Now I'm riding the hot hand. All right. Well, there's a couple of predictions for you. I got four, one, you got four, nothing. You got an Elliot game. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, let's see what else in other news. Around the city, baseball season has started. If you missed it, uh, the Rays 
open up the season by sweeping the Baltimore Orioles, which uh, is not surprising at all. Um, Baltimore is uh, not a great team. They're going to be the only team in our division that doesn't compete. And uh, so you were expecting to beat them, especially considering the Rays went 18-1 and against them last year. Oof. They were actually – them playing the Orioles was the difference in, in, in the, the Rays winning the division, whereas uh, all teams' uh, record against the Orioles. Uh, Wander Franco started out on fire. He's amazing. The kid is amazing. Um, and uh, Josh Lowe made his major league debut, and he's – you know not he doesn't have a great average right now, but he's seeing a lot of pitches, and that's awesome. So I think um, good things to come for him. Uh, then they in the or the uh, A's came into town and uh, we just finished up that series against them four games today, uh, and not so great, not so great. So all the good things that happened against uh, Baltimore they did not happen against the Athletics. Athletics are not a good team either, uh, but for some reason they just happened to have our number and uh, took three three games out of the four and it, and it took us extra innings to win the one that we did. And Wander's bat fell asleep and all the clutch guys were not clutch and we're having already we're having pitching issues with guys going down. And so you have to think most of this is because spring training is generally supposed to be four weeks long this year. It was only three. So in all actuality, this is really the fourth week of spring training. Um, so you're going to have all these guys, dealing with this kind of stuff. But I would say get these little piddly, you know, piddly pitcher injuries out of the way now and try not to lose a lot of ground and then hope everybody can come back solid for the majority of the year. Because this is not just going to be a, a raise thing. This is going to be an everybody thing. Um, I think they go on the road now. Uh, they're going to go up to play uh, the two Chicagos for a couple series. So we'll see how it goes on the road. I think maybe they need to get out of town for a little bit. And uh, go show up for a Rays game if you're listening to this. They need butts and seats. Um, it's looking kind of kind of rough in the midweek games. Nobody's there, so go go spend like twenty bucks and get yourself a hot dog and a ticket in the, in the stands. You can wander around that place all you want. I might as well. I love baseball. I'll go any day, anytime. Um, diehard baseball fan, love it. Um, highlight of the weekend. I'll bring this up. This this happened actually wasn't the weekend. It was, was it? What day was it? Not last night, the night before. So Tuesday, Tuesday's game. This was this was the lead-in to, to, the, to the Stars game. Uh, one of the most amazing things happened, and this wound up being national news. Um, so we have a guy that plays for Tampa. He's from Seminole. Uh, his name is Brett Phillips. He, he's my favorite baseball player, and to be honest, he should be everybody's favorite baseball player. He's the only guy out there that actually has fun. He plays the game like a like a kid's game. It's amazing. Um, the night before, so was it? Um, no, it was yeah, it was Monday night. You know, we were getting destroyed by the Athletics, and um, so they're not the manager's not wanting to waste any more bullpen arms. So he puts Brett Phillips out there to pitch an outfielder. Brett Phillips looks hilarious when he pitches because he's not meant to pitch. He throws like 40 miles an hour. <laughs> um, he, he chases a, he chases a foul ball towards the athletics dugout from the mound. He ran like God, 80 feet and slid like five and made this amazing circus catch. And then he immediately gives up a grand slam on like the next at bat. But a game later on uh, Tuesday night, um, they had a little girl out there named Chloe Grimes uh, throwing the first pitch. She is eight years old, and she had beaten cancer once, uh, and now she is battling it for a second time. Uh, so they had her out there to throw the first pitch. And uh, Brett Phillips is her favorite player, and so he goes out and catches it for her. She gives him his, um, she gives him her uh, wristband that says, um, I can't remember what it says, and it's like Warrior or something like that, Princess Warrior something along those lines, and it was really touching. But more importantly, in the third inning, uh, they're interviewing Chloe and uh, her mother out in the stands. Trisha Whitaker from Bally is doing this interview. Very good interview. And um, you know they're talking to her. And Brett Phillips comes up the bat while they're talking to her. And she's like, yeah, he's my favorite player. I like when he does his airplane and this and that. He hits a home run Ooh. while they're interviewing her. Like... <laughs> It couldn't have been a more touching, like tear jerking moment 
And it's not only that, but it was the hardest hit ball of his career. Like no they shit. checked, they checked the stats on the next day. It was the hardest hit home, hardest hit ball that he had ever hit in his career. <laughs> and then if you want to get even more spooky, like, um, you know, the trap has the a ring, the B ring and the C ring. He got, he hit the C ring <laughs> for Chloe. Oh, like, hey, <laughs> you couldn't get any better than that. Yeah, that's like, just as poetic as it gets. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I'm like tearing up even just thinking about it. And they interviewed Brett <laughs> after the game, and it was like, it was so touching. Like, he is he is by far uh, the most entertaining player that we've ever had on a team. And he doesn't get to play every day, but when he goes out there, like if, if you're a little kid and you like baseball and you want to know – like how to go out there and, and, and enjoy the game. Like you just watch Brett Phillips because he is, he is the man. So that, that was the, the moment of, of Tuesday and so far the moment of the season um, for baseball and, and for the Rays specifically. So that's really cool. Yeah. Go, uh, if you get a chance, go out and, and, and check it out. If you go to um, baseball.theater and go back a couple of days, you can see the clips of it. It's uh it's, it's fun to watch. So they, they yeah they lost tonight against the uh, the A's it was pretty pathetic and they go on the road and they're playing the two Chicago's and um, yeah that's that's your Rays report from uh, from me Johnny Pipes. You want to wrap this bad boy up? What do you think? Yeah, uh, that's about all I got. All right, fair enough. We know that's not all you got, so you can let I mean, us you know. Got some for us. You can let us know what else you got. Call us up at seven two seven. Four one six zero six one three and leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. Uh, you can email us at the lightning rod one at protonmail.com. That's the number one, or you can find us at uh, lightning rod pod on uh, Twitter. So for uh, Gannon, I am Johnny Pipes, and uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace. <laughs>